Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. Well, the season started with a terrible loss at Newcastle and a horrible looking injury to Tyrone Mings. We'll get to all that in a moment. Plus, Frankie raises the temperature with another of his spicy questions. But first things first, Frankie, how are you? Uh, yeah, I'm not too bad. Uh, I uh, I didn't actually get to go to the Aston Villa Newcastle game, though of course I watched it, but I, uh, I, I went to an Arsenal game. Uh, have I have I betrayed? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'd be more than happy to talk all about that game if you want me to, instead of uh, <laughs> what happened up in uh, on Tyneside. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was um, it was a pretty cool experience. Friend, you know, had a ticket, uh, took me along, and uh, uh, Martin Odegaard live and Bukayo Saka live. I am extremely impressed by, and I think Aston Villa should make a bid for both of them now. I think they'd both fit in very nicely at Aston Villa. So yeah, I'm I reckon sure they'd squeeze in. Sure, they'd be happy to leave the Arteta project and join up with Professor Unai in B6. I'm, I'm convinced of it. But yeah, that was my uh, that was my thrilling uh, day. Uh, I watched you know the England ladies as well and the Australia yeah, women in yeah, the yeah. most epic World Cup penalty shoot I've ever seen. Well, um, how are things going to work out between you and your partner? Uh, oh, Frankie, because obviously she's she's Australian. Yeah, you're an English man, and we, I mean, how are you going to square up for that well, one? Well, as well, it was Australia versus Ireland earlier this tournament as well. So there's been a fair bit of uh, you know been Irish as well. There's a, been a fair bit of um, uh, falling out between us during this World Cup. But uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll 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 agree to just to sit at opposite ends of the couch. I think uh, in this upcoming <laughs> game, uh, very diplomatic of you. Yeah, you. well done. Um, so yeah, as, as you can see, I'm doing everything I can to put off uh, the inevitable of talking about a game. Well, that well, happened, Fra- but we might as well, Frankie. Well, I I have got an anecdote for you, oh, yeah. um, which uh, which you might find humorous. Hopefully, our listeners will too. So, obviously, Frankie, recently you were at my wedding, uh, and at a wedding you have a ring which is put on your finger like yeah. this. Yeah. So, um, I was watching the Villa game. And needless to say, the uh, performance and uh, ultimately result was was stressing me out. So uh, I'm not used to wearing jewellery. So I was sort of playing with my ring and then I took it off my finger. And then I was thinking, oh, which finger does it go back on? And I put it on this finger, Ooh. which is the wrong finger. Yeah. And um, I couldn't get it off. Oh. <laughs> and I was pulling and pulling, Frankie. And it was making no difference, and my finger was swelling up like a balloon. <laughs> I had to go to A and E. Oh, did you? Oh, no. <laughs> to have a nurse yank it off my finger. So Aston Villa. I I don't know how if I can get any sort of compensation from Aston Villa Football Club for that. Um, yeah. some sort of you know damages or whatever. But yes, the the stress <laughs> of watching the first game of the season where we lost five one to Newcastle caused me consequentially to go to A&E to have, wow. to have a ring removed. It wasn't my fault. It's, it wasn't my fault. It was Villa's fault. It's just okay. injuries galore for Villa at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> it was, honestly, it I cannot, I cannot, anyone who wears rings listening, I cannot tell you enough. Listen, heed my warning. Do not put it on the wrong finger and get it stuck. <laughs> because I endured five minutes of utter agony having a nurse oh yank it off my finger while explaining to her that I'd only been married for 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. There, there are many an anecdote, George, that we can share about your your many calamitous foibles. This is another one. It's up there. It's, it's up there, isn't it? It's fantastic. Yeah. After the show, Frankie, I'll send you a picture of what my finger looked like with my ring on the wrong finger. Anyway, we'll move on from from, you know, painful fingers to painful football results. 
obviously, as we all know, five one Newcastle Villa thumped upon Tyneside. What did you what did you make of it, Frankie? If we can dissect, if we could do a post mortem of the defeat. Yeah, uh, look, um, it was a it was a tough old watch, wasn't it? Um, look. I think I think the main thing to talk to, to, that I, I can think about really is Tyrone Mings, and the, the reason I say that is because I think watching him and be in such distress, uh, watching him be clearly, you know, in an incredible amount of agony, and knowing in himself that this was a really serious injury, that really took the wind out of my sails. Watching it as a fan, I yeah. didn't really care about the result at the end. If that's that sounds really weird, doesn't it? You know, you lose five one in the first day of the season. But I couldn't stop thinking about Mings really, um, because this guy has been such a massive part of Aston Villa. Such a, you know, I think possibly our greatest signing of this century is that he's definitely up there. Uh, I don't think we'd have got promoted without him. I don't think we'd have stayed up without him. I don't think we'd have got into Europe without him. So everything that he's contributed to Aston Villa meant that he deserved to experience Europe with Aston Villa this season, yeah. and it's absolutely devastating to think that he's not likely not going to get that now this season um it's it was really it was really tough to watch that and i you know if it took the wind out of my cells i think it took the wind out of a lot of villa fan cells just reading what's going around on on online mm-hmm. uh i think it might it, it could have been similar for the players i think it's hard it's hard to watch that as a player and it's difficult for Paul torres to then just come in and sort of play that role and be that commanding figure when you yeah you're so yeah. new to you're the something. club yeah yeah and it, I think it was a tough day for Paul Torres, but you know, look, he's a quality player, and he'll get over that, and he'll he'll move, he'll he'll grow into his role and get used to it. But it was just it was a tough day for him to come in and you know play the Mings role essentially at a stadium that is really difficult to go to, particularly on the first day of the season, yeah. and at a, against a team that is so well coached as Newcastle. So I I think it's a bit of a freak result. I do think the injuries to Buendia. I think the injuries of Wendy impacted where certain players played on the pitch and certain players have started. For instance, I don't think Bailey would have started no. if Wendy was available. Um, so that had an impact, of course. Uh, and then the day after, and then Mings gets a bloody injury as well during the game. And that impacted the team as well. So there were spells, actually, where I think Villa were doing fine. It was 2-1. It was very competitive. And it wasn't until Conser made the mistake for the third goal Brilliant finish from Alex Izak, who's a wonderful striker. Uh, it wasn't until that mistake that it really felt like Villa just kind of mentally caved in a bit. Um, and the high line was just getting exposed time and time again. Um, so yeah, I I think it's I think 5-1 was actually quite freakish, though they had a lot of chances and could have scored more. Um, but I think the main thing for me really is that Ming's getting injured, what it meant for the team on the day, but what it also means in the sort of near to long term as well for, for Villa, because quite frankly, we don't tend to play well without him, do we? No, we don't. And um, yeah, I mean, we said ahead of the, the game and, uh, you know, all through preseason, essentially since the fixtures came out, what a difficult place going to Newcastle is for the for the opening game of the season. Um, our record there isn't great by any stretch anyway. So to go there, you know, when they're buoyant, you know, they're about to experience Champions League football. Um, they made some decent signings uh, as well this summer. You know, they're, they're a very good team, obviously. You know, they yeah. finished top four last season. So to go there first game of the season was always going to be difficult. Um, I'm, I, you know, I, I thought ahead of the game, just getting getting away from St. James's Park with a point would have been seen as a really, really positive uh, result. 
obviously the 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 score line is um is is an ideal it's you know it's, it's the worst defeat Emery suffered as as villa manager it, that that must sting for him as well as the rest of the players but i think you're right i think it's down to a lot of um a lot of factors which were kind of outside our control in many ways the fact that you know mings mings did go uh down injured very early on in the match and in, and he went down so distressed and i think that 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 will have an impact on players both you know thinking about him but also thinking about themselves i imagine because these these are you know only only a week ago it, the same thing happened to emmy bundir in training so in a, i mean we don't know the extent of mings's injury yet i should say as of this mm. evening um but you know we can only assume given how he reacted and how he was take, taken off the pitch, that it is going to be a, a serious injury, which will keep him sidelined for a number of months, like Emi Buendia's. Um, But yeah, both of those things happening in such quick succession would have a, you'd assume would have some sort of mental impact on the players that are playing the game. And then, as you say, um, uh, the expectation then on Pau Torres to come in to make his debut in those circumstances, not ideal, certainly not something that I think Emery was expecting to do because, you know, how often do you really substitute centre-halves? It's really only when, you know, injuries occur. So for him to do that um, and, and try and have the same impact as Tyrone Mings, having only recently joined the club and, you know, being unfamiliar with the Premier League, it's a, it's a big ask. And yeah, we were caught out um, in terms of kind of, I think our communication skills at the back were, were, were lacking and that allowed Newcastle in to have as many opportunities as they, as they did have. Um, you know, that being said, I think you have to look at some positives. You know, Diaby scoring his debut goal, lovely finish from from him. Uh, obviously, that was to make it one all at the time. And, and, and from then you're thinking, okay, you know, we can make a real game of this. Um, I think that the, the goal that cost us really, and you mentioned this, is the 3-1, you know, Conser's, um, mistake and and I've seen a few people on social media really hammering him. I think that's 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 incredibly unfair. Concert has improved dramatically under Emery. He's gone back to the levels he was playing at. Um, I think either first or second season with us, where he was you know being linked with the likes of Liverpool. I remember you know he he really has improved his game. Perhaps there's something to be said for the fact that you know him and Mings had such a strong partnership together that as soon as you take Mings out of the equation, then Concert is going to struggle. Um, you know, there, there is something to be said for that. I think historically clubs have been successful based on, you know, centre-half partnerships being solid. You know, think about, you know, Ferdinand and Vidic, for example, um, Terry and Carvalho, you know, those two play together for such a long time. And I think there is something to be said about a centre-half partnership that plays together week in, week out. And having that disrupted means that the team can suffer generally. And then, as you say, again, you know, the fact when, when Dio had such a good pre-season, so unfortunate. I was expecting a really big season from him this year. I know a lot of Villa fans were. And for him to be ruled out for, for months and months and, and bringing in Leon Bailey, who, to be fair to him, hasn't had the best pre-season and didn't really have the best of games against Newcastle and was substituted at half-time. Um, whether that was tactical or based on his performance, uh, I'm not sure. I think I think Emery did want to change things up anyway to to strengthen the the the, the centre of midfield. To be honest, because uh, Newcastle were kind of running through the middle of us quite a, quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, a very bad day at the office. It's a shame that it was the first day <laughs> in the office. Um, but I think you have to have some perspective and say it's a very very long season. These sorts of results are quite freak results. Uh, and um, and if you are going to have them, you have them the first game of the season because mm. the only way is up. And I'm sure it will focus the minds, sharpen the minds for the game against Everton. 
Yeah, and I think like before the injury, I mean, Villa Villa hadn't started brilliantly in the sense like Kamara was fast asleep for the first goal for Tonali. That's not what you want to see so quickly in a game. You know, you get first game of the season, you want us all to be sharp and at it. And uh, Bailey didn't track brilliantly or got caught, I think, out of left and or on um, Villa's uh, right, sorry. And then, uh, and then for the second goal as well, I'm I, I still sort of puzzled as to why Matty Castro was sort of standing where he was standing within the line. He sort of was playing, uh, I think it was Botman on side, and whether he's been pushed or pulled or. And then also, I mean, the, the line's not been drawn added to a little bit of confusion as to, you know, he's that kind of being in an offside position, but Botman, I guess, was onside when he played it. And then uh, a frustrating, a, a kind of a, a weird one. Um, I, I, yeah, not sure about it. And then uh, another goal yesterday, I think it was uh, maybe Wilson, uh, his goal. Uh, again, that was another one that looked so tight. Uh, I was really, I was quite surprised. Like, I didn't see the lines for that either. Um, but uh, but yeah, so you know, Villa hadn't started brilliantly, but actually were competitive. And Diaby, as you say, scored a really good goal. And Diaby, to be honest, was the one bright spot. I think Watkins actually played all right as well. But uh, yeah, I think they played. And there, well. there, there was a moment at three-one as well where some really good play from Watkins sent Botman on his bum, and yeah. um, and it came out to Matty Cash who inexplicably managed to fire sure. it over the bar. He should have scored. Absolutely, should have uh, and 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 who knows at three-two? Obviously, that changed the momentum. And and you never know, but I I do think that third goal was a bit of a killer because I mm. think um, psychologically, uh, you know, they scored that third goal. What was it, the seventy off a minute or seventy odd minutes? So you got thirty minutes then to try and get into to score at least two more goals mm. at a sort of raucous St James's Park, which is always going to be hard. And I think heads just kind of went really, and then mm. and then the two other goals came after that. So you know, the new player as well in Harvey Barnes, who's kind of oh, well yeah. set up for that sort of bursting from deep. And, oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, he's, he's on his debut, he wants to do well, and so well, yeah, another goal against Villa. You know, he he did it last yeah. season, didn't he? As well, of course. So. Yeah, does it quite a bit. So yeah, so I I think uh, just um, a, a bit freakish, but at the same time. You know, there were some really bad performances. I thought the right-hand side was really poor. I thought Cash and Bailey didn't do themselves any favours whatsoever for, no. you know, people who might doubt them. Um, and then Luca Dean on the left, I, you know, I, I just I miss Alex Moreno, is yeah. what I would say. Uh, We've got some bit... I mean, that that's another thing we need to make a point of. You know, that, that obviously with Mings and Buendia, they're going to be long-term out. But mm. the likes of Ramsey, who... You know, we can't. He's he's a he, he is a bit a talismanic, really. Ramsey. He's he's he's, oh, he's a really important. He's, he's a game changer in many ways, and 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 he's been out for a while. But you know, he should be back fairly soon. Moreno should be back fairly soon. You know, he's not he's not a long term injury doubt. It's just kind of more medium term. So he'll he will be back. And um, yeah, and I think that, I, mean, I think with those players back in the back in the team, we will see improvements. But it is interesting with Tyron Mings because of how integral he is. I think we had a conversation yeah. either on the podcast or privately about players who you really don't want to see injured you know with Wendia you know I mean you don't want to see any players injured obviously yeah but in terms of kind of you know um players to cover for them Wendia is a loss but but I think for Mings because of what else he brings aside from his performances he's an excellent defender but mm. you know leadership qualities yeah. organizational qualities all that stuff is so important you know he is he is arguably a bigger loss and it'll be interesting to see how Emery factors that into essentially the last few weeks of the transfer window whether mm. that is going to have a bearing on the type of player that he brings in if it's another centre-half to cover for him he has to have the same kind of qualities that Tyrone Mings 
has. Yeah. But, you know, where is that player and, and will they be willing to join uh maybe as a stopgap until Ming's returns or on a short term mm. deal? You don't know. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult. But then again, that's why Emery's earning the money he is. Well, I've always dreamt of a Maguire playing for Aston Villa, George. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, <laughs> now is your moment. <laughs> um but I I think uh yeah, I I mean look like you know, Aston Villa fans, we've been very optimistic going into this new season. Some people probably say, oh, the podcast has been hyping it up or whatever. I don't think, I don't think there's any like hyping up. I think it's essentially justified optimism from how good we've been since Unai Emery came into this club. And yeah. that, like for the first time in absolutely bloody years, we look like a team that can compete with pretty much anybody. And I think we absolutely should be like excited about going into this season. I think that... The truth is that having two major injuries happen the day before the season starts and on your first day of the season, mm-hmm. that would impact any club. And like yeah. to have Moreno and Ramsey out, essentially that entire left-hand side is injured. Yeah. And that, the left-hand side was our strongest, the strongest part of our team last year. Mm. So to have all four of those players now just gone, is like, well, like you know, Man City would have problems if Haaland, Rodri... Uh, and De Bruyne all got injured, and Kyle Walker. Like they're just, even they would like find the problems. So Villa have Villa have been really unlucky with these injuries, and I think that you know, um, do I think that more transfers possibly could have been done already, or maybe there were positions that I'm sort of surprised still haven't been covered yet. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I think I think the way I look at it is, I'm, um, you know, Man United lost six one to Man City 10, 11 years ago. And the next week, they came back and they beat Everton 1-0. We have to show that kind of winning mentality. And, uh, you know, this team has proven it has a winning mentality under Emery. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Emery's going to be with them all week, working on it. I do think with the caveat that the injuries are going to be impactful. And I think I, I did say I thought there'd be a bit of a middling start to the season as we adapted to the new players, maybe some tweet tactics. But now, with these injuries, I'm particularly of, of the belief that will happen. But... I think that once, particularly Moreno and Ramsey come back, once maybe one or two signings fit in and we start to figure out exactly their best roles, then I think hopefully we can start to find the momentum. And it, it would probably take a few more games than we would like, but I think I'm still very positive about where Villa can go this season and we just have to use this horrible day out in Newcastle as a character-building exercise, George. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, I don't think my middle finger can take another... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Another Villa thrashing. So for the sake of that alone, you know, let's go to Everton and get a result, please. All Villa, no filler on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. I was at George's wedding last week, but our friendship could be on shaky ground as I ask this the spicy question and today George I'm asking you what is it like to get your ring stuck on your middle feet no uh <laughs> very painful uh I'm asking you uh where do Villa need to improve before the transfer window slams shut well I mean today's been a very interesting day from a Villa transfer perspective yeah. hasn't it you know we haven't discussed yet this quite bizarre Jack Harrison situation um you know two very eminent football journalists in Fabrizio Romano and David Ornstein uh, reporting that Jack Harrison was on the cusp of joining Villa, having, despite having a medical at Everton, 
However, officials at Villa Park have just realised that Jack Harrison's injured and so therefore are unwilling to complete the deal. So he probably will move to Everton, who don't seem to have such concerns. It's all very odd. I mean, you'd think if you were interested in signing a player, you'd at least, at the bare minimum, you'd kind of know if he was injured or not. I do. I do wonder if that's true, though. I wonder if from one of the maybe. maybe yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of this is 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 speculation. Yeah. I think I think Villa would know he was injured. Surely, you'd th- well, you'd, you'd like to think so. Yeah. You'd like to think so, but that's. Um, I mean, it's 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 an interesting line, isn't it? If that yeah. is if that is true or not, but but either way, it does seem that we were on the cusp of signing him, and for whatever reason, injury or not, it seems like we are pulling out. But um, I mean, he's an interesting. Uh, player. Um, I mean, he certainly would strengthen the squad. I'm not entirely sure he would be an automatic starter. I mean, there's no, you know, you know, he is a winger, and at the moment we don't have uh, we don't have them, or we have players that are are not in the greatest form in terms of either Wendy is out for a while, and uh, obviously Bailey is not in the best of form himself. So you know, Harrison would come in and and potentially take that starting slot or at least compete for it. Um, but obviously that's not happening anyway, so we can stop talking about it. Um, but but yeah, I mean that obviously that side of the pitch clearly is an area that we uh, will strengthen in. I'm sure. I mean Zaniolo, I, I'm not sure what's going on with that at the moment. He seems like we've we've reached some sort of agreement with him on a personal level, but there might be some issues with Galatasaray in terms of ironing out the actual nature of that transfer. But that certainly does seem to be a goer as as, as slowly as as it is happening, it looks like it is happening. And he's an interesting pro- prospect. It seems like Galatasaray fans aren't too sad to see him go um, from what I've sort of been reading. I don't know how much of that is down to the fact that, you know, sometimes players will criticise players for leaving just because they're leaving, regardless of whether they've been in good form for the club or not. But he's he's been in recent recent good form. He has scored a well, like goals for them. Um, he's only 24. You know, he's, he's, he's certainly got a few more... Uh, a few more years at a, at a, at a decent level. Um, he's previously played for Roma. I mean, Monchi was the sporting director there when he brought him to Roma. Um, it seems like he's he has got a little bit to prove. He is an Italian international. Um, but, you know, hopefully he's a player that, you know, Emery can work with and, in, and, imp- and improve and develop. Um, so we'll obviously keep an eye on that one. And then obviously, given the injuries that we've had, in the last 24 hours, particularly Mings, it's, it's you know, whether we need another centre-half or whether he's happy with Pau Torres, Concert starting the next game or maybe going for um, who... Diego Carlos. Diego Carlos. Maybe, you know, maybe Carlos features because, you know, Carlos does has, have, have a similar sort of physicality to Tyron Mings. He might operate in a similar sort of way. He is a left-sided centre-half, so maybe he would slot in there. Um but whether he's, you know, 100% fully fit after, another, you know, he suffered a horrible injury last year, you know, that remains to be seen. But yes, I mean, we sort of alluded to this earlier in the show and maybe a lot of Villa fans might not like this idea, but I can totally see the benefit to this. Uh, there have been some tenuous links anyway. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, necessarily read too much into it, but if it's true, I would, I would very much be keen on Harry Maguire coming to Villa. Um because I think he operates in, in a similar way to Tyrone Mings in terms of, as I say, you know, his physicality, his kind of aerial prowess, his um, his strength, um, but but ultimately as well, you know, his leadership skills as well. You know, he is a former Man United captain. He, um, you know, he, he leads the line for England as well. 
Uh, and he's got a point to prove. I think, you know, he he absolutely needs to leave United. I think he has put in some poor performances, um, but I think for both parties, I think it would be beneficial if he did move on. And I think at a club like Villa, he really could rejuvenate himself and build up his reputation again uh, and play because, you know, he's not he's not getting into the United team. He needs to play for, mm. you know, England prospects too, although Southgate plays him regardless. Um but yeah, I, I think I think a manager like Emery and a club like Villa could be a really good place for him to come in and and play that kind of Tyrone Mings role. I don't know how you feel about that, Frankie. Yeah, I think I, I wonder about the money situation at Villa. I do wonder, you know, the loans we're trying to do with Harrison that didn't thing happen, and then the loan with Zaniola. I do wonder slightly about FFP and where we are with it. Uh, so Harry Maguire, you know, I think I think he would be a really good signing. Yeah, I, I actually do think. Coming to somewhere like Aston Villa would actually be a really good move for him now because we're we're on a, on a bit of an ascendant moment, and I think that he'd be a a big character. I think, and uh, I think would work. I just yeah, I think he would work well at Villa. But um, I think the uh, the issue there, you know, what what's his salary? I'd say he's probably on very very big wages. Man United. Um, so. I mean, that's probably the reason why he hasn't left already. Frankly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's that. Yeah, I I wonder if what where Villa are on salaries and how much we can spend. Really, it's a it's always a bit of a mystery. You just don't really know. Um, but uh, so yeah, I think um, I mean otherwise, I mean Zaniolo, two ACL injuries he's had before, yeah. uh, so he's been very unfortunate with injuries. Um, he is a very talented player. Again, it'd be it, there's going to be an ad- adaptation process for him coming to the Premier League as well. Different different standard or different style to uh, Italy and uh, Turkey. So, again, we'd have to be patient with him. Um, though I think he, he is a talented player, he is, you know, um, but I, it's one that I'd be sort of cautious about. Just I'm not, I wouldn't quite know what to expect and how it would no. go. Yeah. Um, though I do see him as a player that traditionally, you know, somebody who's a bit unfancied, well, is fancied, but has maybe sort of gone a little bit astray. Somebody that, that is somebody who I think... Uh, who I can work well with, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, otherwise, I mean, I, the, the the positions for me have been all summer. Kind of the backup goalkeeper situation worries me. You know, if Emmy Martinez, a bit well, I tell you, I tell you what, that yeah, that moment where Martinez could just thought that ran through my head was Robert Olsen. <laughs> it was like it wasn't whether you know, like it was a red or not. It was like if this is a red, then then. We really are in trouble. That, that was when the the ring got stuck to your finger, wasn't it? That exact moment. <laughs> yeah, uh, that exact moment. Um, yeah. You know, it was it was a high pressure moment my, for sure. My favorite thing about that, though, and I genuinely like as miserable as it was, it really made me laugh out loud in the middle of the pub I was in. Was the slow motion, and it just shows <laughs> Emmy just staring at the player, Almiron, <laughs> puts his hands on him, and then after it, just immediately starts <laughs> wagging no, the no. finger. He dived. <laughs> Didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> He's an absolute wrestling villain. He is. He would just whack yeah. someone with a chair behind the referee's back and then hold his hands up. Or just you know? play, yeah, play possum like he's been hit with a chair. Yeah, he like yeah, yeah, yeah. A, bit, a bit Eddie Guerrero. Do you remember Eddie Guerrero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um... Like cheat and steal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's, it is it is very true, and that did that did make me laugh. They made me laugh more when I saw a yellow card, not a red. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, once I knew it was a yellow, then it then I did I did laugh. But I yeah. mean, 
Martinez actually did really well, didn't he? Yes. Uh, oh, he might, yeah. Yeah, which is which is quite frightening considering we, yeah. he still conceded five goals. And if Olsen had been a goal, it wouldn't have been five one. It was. It would have been substantially yeah. worse. Um, Potentially. Yeah. But, but I think uh, so. Yeah, I think that backup keeper keeper situation it concerns me. The striker situation as well continues to worry me in the sense of, you know, Arch has been linked away now. Sheffield United, uh, I am aware of. Uh, that um, could be happening. And that means that surely there's got to be a striker coming in that that can act as backup or or work with Watkins just because, if again, if, what, if God forbid an injury happens to Watkins, then... I mean, Jesus, like, yeah, we're in trouble. Really worrying, isn't it? Um, so those two positions have been really sticking out to me. Or something. We've all talked about the right back situation. Tyler Adams is kind of there. Uh, yeah. You know, he didn't go to Chelsea in the end. So, I, I, and for twenty and for twenty million, if that is if that is the um, the buyout fee, mm. then then in this market, it's that's it's very reasonable, isn't it? But I wonder, I wonder whether you know wages could be an issue. I don't and know if he could play in a back three as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Just he's yeah. got he's got various facilities that I think it would be helpful. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I I feel that it's there's probably a reason why we haven't gone from yet. Yeah, you know I mean, it it, it almost feels quite obvious to go for someone like that, but there must be there must be some reason why we haven't. Yeah, I mean, the thing I'd say is I'd anticipate movement. Um, I mean, oh, if yeah. I was, if I was to say last season where was Villa's weakest bit, it was probably the right hand side where there was. We still we felt like we could improve there. I think Sony Diaby, he's traditionally a right winger. Will he be good at tracking back? I don't know. It's not been his strong point uh, for Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, as an attacking uh, mid, uh, right winger, he's, he's super and he's done very well as a second striker, which I think is probably where you know, I was going to stick him. Maybe McGinn goes out right for the next yeah. game, um, yeah. you know, to just sort out some of the deficiencies out there defensively as well. Jaden Philogene as well, you know, he's he he can play out there and he did he did well tracking back in preseason. Mm. Cash is the right back. I know there's a lot of questions about him. Um I still have like I, I still think he's better than a lot of people say he is, but I also can see that he's not, you know, the sort of I I have yeah, I have reservations about him. You know, if 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 we want to go kind of where we want to go, hmm. I wonder with Cash whether he's just not. He's not really ever going to be at the level that we mm. want to reach, and I say that I say that you know begrudgingly because I really like him. I I I I like him as a as a as a personality. I, I think he's a, he's a he's a good teammate. Um, mm. You know, he's Polish man after my own heart. Yeah, but I just I just think um, I just think there is a, just a fundamental kind of lack of quality, like elite quality. Uh, with just, him, and 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 the fact that, that he doesn't really have anyone to challenge him, yeah, is is also quite unfortunate because obviously you know with with, with someone else there, you'd like to think they can push each other in training and push each other in terms of actually starting, but you know it's um that's definitely a a a weak point. And there were some points made after the game, um maybe you feel they're valid or not, but you know the fact we let Ashley Young go. He could have been that kind of vocal organizer at the back when we kind of needed someone like that once um once Turin Mings yeah. was taken off. It's kind of odd that there hasn't really been a replacement for Young, really. Um I would have expe- when he when he wasn't when his contract wasn't renewed, that was my first expectation was that we were going to get somebody who was going to 
sort of fill that role. Mm. And I don't really think we have got anyone who does had such a versatility about their game. Um, but look, you know, it sounds like we're all, you know, been, you know, negative, or whatever. The, the the squad is is really good. I think we've made some really good signings. And I'm still, you know, obviously excited about where we're going to go under Emery. But I just think that, yeah, I can see that by the end of this transfer window, I would hope that one or two of the positions where we look light or where we haven't really improved from last season will be looked at. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, so yeah, that's that's where I am on that. And um, I think we can, I'm, I'm now looking forward to uh, Everton and uh, I fully believe in the team to bounce back and, um, you know, uh, get a good result and, and and basically a really good performance. And Villa Park just needs to be really loud and behind the players. And I'm sure that they'll react well to it. Absolutely. Well, fingers crossed for that one, Frankie. Uh, OK, I think that wraps it up for now. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. I've been your host, George Linsky. Frankie, I will see you later. I'll catch you in a bit, George. Up the villa and look after your finger. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Uh, all my digits will be uh, safely stowed away uh, for sure. Uh, but it is goodbye from me and my finger too. Uh, we'll be back again soon. But until then, come on, Super Aston Villa.